0: Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Yay! Welcome,
1: everyone. Welcome to Eyes West, and thank you for that standing ovation. I appreciate that. This is Dick Crawford, and today's introduction was from today's guest, Paula Thompson from Eugene, Oregon. Paula and I have trained in the same network for many years, and we have a very similar approach to the real estate business. That's why I trust her implicitly. Today's episode is a wonderful opportunity to get to know Paula and the area up in Eugene that she serves. If you would like a formal introduction, simply contact me or your local agent, and we will hook you up and stay in contact. As a quick side note, when searching for the Eyes West podcast, use all one word, Eyes West. So thank you for being on the program today, Paula. How are you doing up there?
0: I'm doing great. Um, It's a little chilly today, but, um, you know, we still get our sunshine and we get outside and it doesn't matter if it's only 40 degrees, but, you know, it's nice and brisk and we love it up here.
1: It's brisk. I like that. Well, it's good to have you with us. Let's start with your work. Take 30 seconds here. Where are you in your real estate career today?
0: I find myself enjoying what I do more today than when I first started in the real estate profession. I started back in 1989 on the island of Maui. And for many years in Hawaii, I was a a realtor basically doing oceanfront, uh, fee simple properties, luxury condominiums. And I spent a couple years early on living in France and then returned to the U.S. in 2003, where I continued my real estate profession in beautiful Eugene, Oregon. And I have to say that I've lived in some really beautiful places. Eugene, Oregon is the most beautiful place I've ever lived. It's just spectacular here. When you do what you love and what you enjoy and helping others achieve their dreams, you're greatly rewarded. And I feel that my reward is the beautiful place that I live.
1: Fantastic. From Maui to France and back again, that's, that's a, a good endorsement for Eugene and for the industry. I like that. Now let's get a, a brief profile on how you work. What is your approach to the business of real estate?
0: I work by referral, meaning friends, family, and members of the community recommend me to their friends and family and their own community it's not unheard of that I'll do, I'll become an, a family's realtor. The, the person that they turn to for their entire family, generations of family members. So I help them buying and selling, grandparents downsizing, young kids getting their, you know, first time home buyers. But basically, I do work by referral.
1: It's all about those relationships. As realtors, we wear a lot of different hats. Describe one of your favorite hats to wear while you're working with those various generations.
0: The hat that I wear best and love is negotiator negotiator slash problem solver. I believe that transactions can be a win for all, and I tap into my 30-plus years of real estate knowledge and experience to find easy solutions to sometimes complex issues. I've also been told that I'm very calm, confident, reassuring, which makes clients feel cared for and secure in their buying or selling process. I think all realtors feel that they also play the role of a guidance counselor at times. I'm sure you felt this way, keeping everybody moving forward calmly and confidently, setting expectations and helping people achieve their dreams.
1: How do you help your clients feel comfortable and engaged during the process?
0: I love meeting new clients and stepping into the role of their guide to the next chapter of their lives. I'm big on communication. I meet with people in person. Um, You know, we're communicating during the transaction. I'm even picking up on nonverbal communications when I'm meeting with them, walking through a home, picking up on, you know, just their energy, what strikes a fancy to them what they may like about one home over another, that we go into a process of elimination, what they don't like or what they do like, and getting to know them better. I also think the most important part is being a really active listener. So I'm constantly listening to what they are saying, what they're saying between them, you know, amongst themselves is very critical. There's I think most people feel when you ask them, you know, how can I help you? What are you looking for? They'll say, I need a three-bedroom, two and a half bath, two-car garage with a yard. Well, there's there's so much more to that than what they think they should tell me. You know, I want to know more about them and how they live. So I want to know Mm -hmm. who the chef, who's the chef in the family, who's doing the cooking, Um, what do they do on their downtime. That really says a lot to me about how they live in their home. You know, of course, there's children. You know, are there going to be schools? Do they have extra storage needs here in the Pacific Northwest? People have RVs. We have boats. We have all sorts of toys. Do they like to the garden? So that you have to take into consideration of how a home sits, you know, whether there's Southern exposure. Are they close to bike paths, close to the university? These are all considerations. So that's how I. Right. Work. I'm just. I'm constantly refining what they're looking for. I, you know, people always say, "Well, how do we know that it's the right house?" Well, you have this little button in your tummy, and it's gonna. It's like a switch turns on when you walk into the house. But we know when we walk into that house, we know that you're going to be able to afford it. We know that it it does have the the things that you actually need, and it's going to be the right fit.
1: So you get to know the people and what they're all about. And that gives them the confidence that you're going to find the right house, not just the right transaction. You're looking to put them in that house that really fits them. And that makes a person very, very comfortable.
0: This is where they're going to make all of their, all their memories. This is where everything happens, this is where their children grow, their children come to visit. It's the most important thing. And I have to make sure that I'm listening and I'm, I'm helping them get to their next chapter and that they're ecstatic about it.
1: After, I, after all, they're spending a lot of money.
0: That's why I love the business. It's because it, it's really helping people enjoy their life, and it's something that it should be a happy experience. You know, we're fulfilling people's dreams, and hopefully we can over-exceed whatever their expectations are.
1: As a preface to our conversation about the Eugene area today, give me three quick things you want our listeners to learn and remember from from the program.
0: Eugene is a wonderful, easygoing, lively college town. We're very active outdoors people. We have lots of events going on around town. It's easy to get to anywhere at any time. We don't have any traffic. We have a great beard of community. People in Eugene are very friendly.
1: What's number two?
0: (laughs) You can literally be in just under an hour and a half. You can be at the Oregon coast. And then the other direction, in just over an hour, you can be skiing in some beautiful mountain ski areas. And then if you were to go up north in just over an hour and a half, you would be in downtown Portland.
1: And you've also got some pretty good weather that you alluded to earlier.
0: You know, our weather does attract people. We average at a low of about 42 and a high of about 82 during the year. And, of course, there are some days it gets hotter and there are some days it gets colder. Eugene sits in a valley, so we like to see the snow up in the foothills, and we're kind of surrounded by hills and mountains and trees, so it's very pretty. Um, sometimes we do get snow here in some freezing weather, but it doesn't last very long. We do have rain, and that's why it's always green here year-round. And we have beautiful rivers and lakes, and we like to see them fall. You know, it, it can rain part of the day and be sunny and beautiful and clear the rest of the day. So We nice. do have a very moderate climate.
1: That's definitely a nice, nice moderate climate, 42 to 82, nothing wrong with that if I'm looking at the map, how do you describe the geographic area you serve? Uh, What are your core area and outlying areas?
0: So the main area that I service is the Eugene-Springfield area. And Eugene and Springfield are basically divided by the Interstate 5. They're separate cities, but we do service, you know, they go back and forth very easy. It's just minutes from one area to the next. Um, And then I, I service an area about 50 miles radius of Eugene Springfield. Up north is a cute little town of Coburg, and then east to the McKenzie River Valley, um, and then south, Cresswell, Cottage Grove. Cottage Grove is a cute little town. It was um, named one of the best small towns of the U.S. It's so cute, um, little downtown area. And then west to Vanita, which is on the way to the Oregon coast, rolling hills, horse farms very beautiful, very picturesque. Also, it's a lot of um, wineries out in that area east and south of Eugene. Beautiful hillsides, beautiful wineries. And, um, you know, if, if a client has needs outside of the areas that I serve, I have a great working relationship with many realtors that I can introduce them to and feel comfortable having them work with and fulfilling those clients' needs you know, if they're outside my area. And, of course, I would kind of look over the shoulder and make sure everything is, is going well for them. And I, and I have done that. And I've got a great couple of great contacts for the Oregon Coast because I do refer clients over there. Sometimes they come to Eugene and say and go over to Oregon Coast for a day and go, ah, I want to live over here. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that has happened a couple times. So it's not unusual for people to actually live on the coast and they commute into Eugene to work a couple days of the week. You know, whatever their needs are, we'll we'll make sure they're met.
1: Yes, that's what we do. That's what we do. We refer people to good people and make sure that they're being taken care of if they happen to want something outside our area. So that just goes hand in glove with how we've been trained over the years now we've we've talked about the area uh, quite a bit there kind of by default uh the mountains the coast the valley the the climate the uh proximity to the coast and such but in the beginning you mentioned something about a college town what's the vibe in <laughs> eugene regarding the college town what's that all about
0: we are home to the university of oregon and the ducks we are also known as Tracktown usa and uh, we certainly live up to that. The Oregon Ducks has, you know, world-class football team, men's and women's basketball, plus all the other sports, baseball, volleyball. Um, so we're, we're a big college town, but we're also kind of a little sleepy town. And if you were to go downtown, we also have a pretty strong hippie vibe and also professional. So I think that you can find people that are both a little bit hippie and also very professional. We're very easygoing here, you know. I, I think the dress code here is a good pair of boots, jeans, and a down vest, and hat optional. You know, we're it's a very easygoing town, and we do not use umbrellas here, by the way. You know, oh. Oregonians do not use umbrellas.
1: Might as well say you know, I'm we from all... out of town if you're gonna be walking around <laughs> with an umbrella,
0: right? Yeah. Okay. But you know, I mean we always look like I mean we all look like we can we're ready to go camping at any time. That's how we dress. <laughs> okay. Very good.
1: You know, good. we're ready
0: to go anytime. Very good. Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Okay, well there's the vibe, people. There's the vibe. No umbrellas and look like you're going camping and you will fit right in. That this is your town. Yep. If you're gonna wear a hat, they are optional, but if you're gonna wear a hat, make sure it's a duck's hat.
0: There you go. <laughs>
1: And and, uh, other than camping, what are some of the popular activities that people enjoy during the year?
0: You know, um, we do, well, of course, like the Oregon Ducks, all of their events. Also, uh, coming up in 2021, we're hosting the U.S. Olympic Track and Field Trial, which is a huge event. Um, We've also hosted the NCAA Track and Field. Um, Eugene is the birthplace of Nike. Yes. Uh, Bill Knight was uh, on the track team with Coach Bowerman. And, um, you know, back in the, six, the 60s and early 70s. And uh, this is basically, you know, we're running and jogging, um, had its birthplace. And, and boy, we are, we love our track and field here. So and these are also great uh, events that people can volunteer for. So they're always looking forward to volunteers for these types of events. For So it's a great opportunity for people that are moving here to, um, uh, to meet people. Um, we also have – there's a great amphitheater for outdoor concerts during the summer, and we get a big variety of entertainers from reggae to jazz to rock and roll and oldies. And we have an annual um, Saturday market that is very popular – Everything is grown locally, made locally, artisans, um, food production, food and beverage, different productions. And then we have an Asian celebration. We have a microbrew festival. We have 25 microbreweries uh, in Eugene. Wow. Yeah, brew pubs. I, yeah. I am packing my bags.
1: That sounds great. Yes,
0: yes we love our beer here and our coffee and our wine. <laughs> and, 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 we also, and. and. and yeah, and we, we, we do love it all. And then we have the art and the vineyard event and then the Oregon Box Festival. The biggest event that we have in the area is the Oregon Country Fair. And it's in Venita, which is just west of Eugene. This is such a huge event. forty, fifty thousand 50,000 people come to this event for it's three days. And I, the, the only way I could kind of describe it would be... A burning man in
1: a forest wow, That's, really yeah
0: and and uh, for our, yeah.
1: for our listeners, if they're not familiar with Burning Man, just Google Burning Man and it's out in the middle of the Nevada desert. It's quite the festival
0: yeah. or the oregon country fair it's quite the event
1: all right, so let's get uh let's narrow it all the way down. Tell me one thing that you. You love about your city and why Give me a, like an event or an experience or a particular insight that makes Eugene your city.
0: This is something that happens every day when i'm out, out and about. I have to see water there's the Mackenzie River and the Willamette River. They converge just north of town, but you cannot get away from the, the, the these beautiful rivers it, it, every time you see them it's just like this beautiful painting with the the snow covered cascades in the background and you have this beautiful river and all of the different colors, different times of the year and the ducks and the geese and, you know, people floating on the river, just seeing the natural beauty of where I live just feeds my soul. It just fills my heart. I, I, I love it. it. It is, it's just so beautiful here.
1: You're surrounded by that beauty, too, it sounds like.
0: If you don't have a view from your home, you don't have to walk out very far from your front door to find the natural beauty here. Mm. It's everywhere. I love it here. I love the fact that downtown Eugene, the trees are taller than the buildings. You know, we don't have high rises. I think the highest building that might be eight floors, ten floors. Mm. So it, it's just It's just beautiful. It's just a cute little town. Everybody's very friendly, very easygoing. There's no traffic. I love it. I I probably just said more than I needed to, but that's. I I was going to say, you 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 gave
1: me three things. I just asked for one. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I told great. you I, I'll rant. I'll ramble on. I'll, I'll just keep <laughs> so going. No, but-
1: the beauty is is it, and of course it's augmented by great people and very little congestion, so it's easy to get around and see that beauty. That's nice. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, what are the top three or four reasons that people relocate to uh, to Eugene?
0: You know, I've had clients tell me that the reason that they and I just had one client recently that relocated here from Colorado what appealed to her about this area because she loved the mountains and the trees like you had also in Colorado. But for her, it was the cost of living and the fact that we have a VA medical facility here. And then the climate, you know, she wanted not a more temperate climate. Um, and then people liked the fact that you know, we don't have a sales tax. That's very appealing. Um, we have great health care facilities, a very convenient airport. You literally can just drive up to the airport, park, and then walk 50 yards to the front door. Mm. You, don't take, you don't have to park and take a shuttle. It's, it's a small regional airport, but they just did an expansion. Um, I love flying in and out, and I have flown international, starting my journey at Eugene Airport. So I I just love the convenience of it. Primarily, those are the reasons why people do relocate here. For people from California, they like the proximity of being close to California, where they can, you know, in a day or a day or two, they can drive anywhere in California from from Eugene.
1: Now, what about the employment outlook? You mentioned that among the hippies, there's a lot of professionals. What's the range of, of employment in that picture. And who are the biggest employers? Uh, Nike, I'm sure, is still an influence. Who else?
0: Well, Nike's at north in Beaverton. We do have a, a couple other stores here, but um, oh, primarily okay. our employers here are Peace Health, which is the hospitals and medical facilities and the university plus the local school district in um, government, but the sectors that are really strong, and you know, em- employee employment is a possibility, and that there um, would be construction. You know, we were in a construction boom, like a lot of other places. Um, I just read somewhere where downtown Eugene had um, 63 new building permits were issued. Um, and we have three or four or five new hotels construction constructed downtown Eugene, plus a new little shopping area. Um, so downtown Eugene is, it looks like Boomtown, which is great. I'd love to see that. So construction, healthcare, um, manufacturing, there's about 560 manufacturing companies here in Eugene. Also, there's technology. And we're kind of known as not the Silicon Valley, but we're the Silicon Shire. And so we have a lot of (laughs) tech companies. It's kind of cute, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Seems like there's a wide range, which
0: is nice. Yeah. And and on top of that, what we're primarily known for is our wood products, timber. You know, those companies, plus food and beverage companies. So there is a wide range of employers and opportunities. And I think they're also really welcoming to new startups, too.
1: Hmm. Nice. That lends itself to some vibrance when you're friendly to startups. That's very nice. And with uh, what did you say? 35 microbreweries. We micro have 25. Brewery, 20, <laughs> 25?
0: Yes.
1: With an orientation towards startups, there will be 35 in no time. And that's uh, that's a probably. Nice, that's a nice <laughs> attitude for a city to have. I like that a lot. Now, how can a new resident get involved in the community? There's always Rotary Club and church groups and such, but what are a couple of organizations that uh, people can get involved with in terms of maybe volunteerism and such?
0: The big events around town are always looking for volunteers, such as the Oregon Country Fair. They look for volunteers. Also, the U.S. Olympic Trial Track and Field Trials, they look for volunteers. They they do look for people to volunteer at different events. And the trade off is you get to be at the event. Um, so you have those types. But of course, there's um, that uh, I'm more, most familiar with is Food for Lane County. People can volunteer to do um, prep food. Yeah, I really enjoy it because it's really great. What you're just putting uh, meals together, and then you're doing a great service to the community. There's the American Red Cross. Um, there's uh, CASA for Lane County, which is a court-appointed uh, special advocate, which you help kids that are going through the court process for different different needs. There's the Children's Miracle Network. I know that when parents come here and they have school-age kids, they do get involved with the school. Um, there's also uh, kids' sports, and they're always looking for coaches and refs and people to help out during sporting events.
1: Okay. That's good. That's a good array, especially from the uh from the country fair and the time tri- or the um the Olympic trials. Uh that's a very good array and every city has the need in the schools and and uh you know the meal plans and, and such, but to have those other kind of regional events that are very different from other parts of the country, that's that's a neat opportunity for volunteers. Now, what about growth? How's growth going up there and What are a couple of the regional services that are doing exceptionally well? You already mentioned uh, the hospitals and the airport and such. What about growth and how perhaps the infrastructure is dealing with it or public transportation, things like that?
0: I think they've done a very good job of planning with the city. Now, we have not increased our urban growth boundary. The city of Eugene is really encouraging builders to use up as much open space that we currently have. There's two big highway projects, including a bridge overpass. We are seeing that the infrastructure that we have is being improved. And I I would say overall, the city of Eugene, we have really good maintained roads and sidewalks. You know, what we are seeing, like I mentioned earlier, is there's a lot of um, construction downtown. So it does look like there is a boom happening in downtown Eugene.
1: Now, we can Google all kinds of different uh, cost-of-living comparisons, but just as a touchstone, uh, what's your cost of a gallon of regular gas today? Do you know?
0: I just saw it last night driving back from showing a house, and it was $2.42. Okay, two forty-two.
1: Okay, 242. That's a little bit above the national average, but uh, quite a bit uh, less, I think, than California average. Uh, down here in Southern California, we're, we're about the $3 level. Um, so, uh, that's, that's a nice improvement for sure. You mentioned that you have no sales tax. What about property taxes? Uh, they're a big deal in California and they vary quite a bit around the West. Can you just touch on that briefly? I know it can be complicated sometimes, but what's the property tax, uh, situation up there?
0: So all the counties in, in Oregon, they determine their own uh, property tax. And here in Lane County, it is an annual assessment, and it's based on assessed value and the market value. There's also a lot of other factors, but I'm just going to give you the easiest way to figure it out. It's usually right at 0.96% to 1.2%. So, for example, I sold a home for 550000 in November and the taxes were roughly one percent at fifty seven eighty eight but a good, easy ballpark or realtor math would be one percent
1: no that makes perfect sense and and you know it's it's comforting to hear that it's just you know basically one percent plus a couple of things here and there. Some places can be a lot higher than that, um, and some can be a little bit lower. But just knowing that it's in that range, and then of course there's going to be some local maybe bonds or or school school assessments or whatever. That's that's yeah. good. That's a reasonable answer. Uh, Southern California cities have an average home price from around seven hundred thousand dollars to over a million dollars. 'Cause we're up against the coast and and the, the Southern California coast at that. So between LA and San Diego we're between seven hundred and a million on average. um what's your local median or average home price up there in the Eugene area?
0: You know, right now our average sales price is at three eighty one nine. So three eighty two.
1: Tell me more.
0: <laughs> this is why people love moving here from California. Yeah, um, Yeah. The, you get a lot of bang for your buck here. Um, and, you know, that would be a three- to four-bedroom home, you know, 1,800 to 2,000 square feet, uh, two-and-a-half bath, two-car garage, 10,000-square-foot lot, and in good condition, um, including appliances and probably a fireplace, perhaps some, some additional storage or shop, that's about typical for that price range.
1: Now can you give me an example of one that you recently sold?
0: It was actually one of my listings and it was it sold for 365. It was a 2,171 square foot home, four bedroom, two and a half bath, two car garage, built in 2006. It was on a smaller lot. I believe the lot was less than 4,000 square feet, but it was in beautiful
1: condition oh, it was only uh, only fourteen, fifteen years old, so yeah, that sounds like a very nice house, and that 's a great mm-hmm. price. The lot is a little bit small, but that 's okay it's uh, in some cases it 's bigger than southern California lots so yep, and
0: it was a buyer relocating from California to live near her her daughter and her grandchildren
1: great example, great example. What about new construction? Is new construction able to meet demand, or are you having difficulties like everybody else?
0: i 'm going to say yes and no. new construction you can get into under four hundred thousand i 've sold some new construction recently in the Springfield area, which is five like ten minutes from Eugene at three hundred eighty four and that was a two thousand square foot, square foot home, four bedrooms, two two and a half bath, two car garage they 're probably creeping up closer to four hundred thousand, so that is entry level new construction, meaning in a subdivision. Zero lot line, meaning, you know, our, our setbacks are five feet on either side, so there's 10 feet between each home. You know, smaller backyard, the lot itself is probably about 5,000 square feet. You can get into those that price range right now in Springfield, depending on what you add on to the home. But that basic home comes with some engineered hardwood floors, fireplace, quartz countertop, two-car garage, the appliances, front yard only, landscaping with sprinklers. the backyard is additional cost, plus fencing is additional cost. And then it just goes on up from there. So that's, okay. that would be your entry-level new construction. We have builders that build custom homes. We do have builders that will build inventory homes. You know, basically the sky's the limit as far as, you know, selection of surfaces, flooring, counters, cabinets, windows, sure, so on and so forth. So and I've worked with all the builders, I've given them lots of business over the years. I have great relationship with the builders. What we do not have here and what what they have in other areas are builders that build out subdivisions, you know like a a DR Horton or something like that. We don't have that here. So most of our builders, you know, they just work one on one with the client that they may build three or four in a subdivision, but it's a subdivision where you might have six different builders building, you know, three or four homes each. Very yeah, it's, it's kind of different than other areas. But, you know, for those, you know, you, you can just move on up. People, you know, we have people that are in the move up. You know, they've been in their home for a while and they're ready to move up. And, you know, they really need to, when they make that jump, go up about two, at least $200,000 in, in price to make that move up, you know, worth it for them because they want to move up, sell their home, but they want to buy a nicer home. Well, that nicer home is going to be, $200,000 more at least. Sure. And I do have people that will sell and then move into a rental and then build, live in a rental until that's done.
1: Give me an example of how you can help an out-of-town buyer with new construction. Here they are in their other city and something's being built or living right there in town. Um, how can you help them in that new construction process? Is there an, is there an opportunity for you to represent them and, and how is that done?
0: Typically, if somebody is from out of town, we will meet with the builder in person. I want the clients to actually meet the builder. I want the clients to see the quality of construction, the type of construction, how it's constructed. Usually, we can see a, a home that's in progress, and usually there's a home that's finished. So we will look at the different homes and different floor plans. and we'll walk through there if, and then work with the builder. And, and like I said, we, we have a really great relationship, and then also if there's in town, I really like to have them work with a, a local uh, lender in town to do their financing if they're doing new construction. It just makes it easier for everybody. But I, I again, back to the communication, I communicate email, phone, text, whatever the client wants, keeping them updated. Uh, new construction is, is pretty straightforward here. The timelines now are about nine, nine months to a year, depending on the type of home they're building. Um, that entry level home that I was talking about, around four hundred thousand. Their build time right now is about five months. They're building as fast as they can, as much as they can. You know, is it is it good for the builders? Yes. But is it good for the consumer? We need more product faster. <laughs> so, yes.
1: You touched on this idea just a moment ago and with, with your comment about we need more product faster. What about finding a rental for a few months before they buy? Here they are, they just sold their house or they just you know, got relocated to their new job and they're waiting for either their new house to be built or they're waiting for something to shake out in the market. Can you help them with a rental for a few months before they buy or are there rentals
0: available? There definitely are rentals, and, and especially during um, about from May to September, because we're a college town, it's probably easier from May to September to find some sort of lodging and even month to month. Of course, we have, there's always Airbnb, there's hotels that offer executive suites or executive living. Or you can find places that will do month-to-month, or they'll do a six-month lease or a one-year lease, you know, with the understanding that if you wanted to break that lease, there may be, a, you know, a premium to pay. Um, I've had people do it all, all different ways. Definitely there is that availability, and, and it goes, you know, there's places in Eugene and Springfield, um, you could probably find a place within, you know, a five-minute drive and maybe even luckily a walk to where you're building. Um, Or you can live somewhere else and just try to get a different feel of the town, you know, separate from where you're going to be moving to. I would spread out a little bit if you have the opportunity because you you probably won't once you move into your new house. See what it's like to live, you know, in downtown and, you know, have that experience.
1: No, that's that's great advice. Spread your wings a little bit before you make your nest. Ah, I just exactly. came up with. Yeah. I just came up with that. That's pretty good. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> give me, uh, give me a couple of things that an out-of-area buyer should consider uh, when looking to buy in in Eugene. What is it that they should do in advance?
0: I think most people would start their search, and you know they're going to be online, googling what to do, what to see. But I highly recommend just driving neighborhoods not just the the main freeways and bypasses and main roads. I I mean, just really drive into neighborhoods and drive around. Um, We have, you know, there's all different flavors here. We have a College Hill, which is very old craftsman home, and there's some beautiful homes there. We have beautiful mid-century homes in different areas. Um, We have homes in the hills. We have homes, you know, in, in flatter areas. Um, homes on the you know on the river so I really recommend people to drive around you know sometimes people find an area and they're like you know what we we were telling you we here but we really want to be there and also get out and walk and talk to people we're, we're such a friendly place be proactive in your search and you know I could be a really great source for information and places to go and but I, I think that the people that are relocating really have to be proactive
1: be proactive and talk to the local people that is great advice and we're going to leave it right there paula i just love spending time with all of our agents in our network and learning more about the areas they represent and certainly today's call with you was no exception so thank you so much for being on the program today paula i really appreciate your time
0: Thank you so much. Dick, this has been a wonderful experience, and I hope I've been able to share just a little bit about moving to Eugene, and thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Paula Thompson from Eugene, Oregon, and she is an experienced and accomplished and very personable professional ready to help you land on both feet in the Eugene, Oregon area. If you would like me to introduce you formally, please feel free to contact me or your local agent, and we will be happy to hook you up, and of course, Paula will be happy to consult with you. To understand the real value of using a realtor known to me and my colleagues, listen to the first episode of Eyes West. It's called the Eyes West Resource. At the bottom of the list at number one, and I take a, a minute to make a few points in that talk. And the most important one is the value of relationships. And Paula touched on that many times during today's call. When searching for Eyes West, be sure to enter it as one word, Eyes West. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout California who can help in areas outside my expertise. That's all for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, be good, be well, and be safe.